I, I'm on. I'm on team. Whatever the hobbits are on, I'm on the opposite. I'm on the Smeagol side. The I, yes, I think. I really think that justice for Smeagol. I think that that character was wrong. I think everybody made it. They gaslit a poor little baby. <laughs> the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm the editor of Runway, Spencer Williams. What's up, Elizabeth? <laughs> you wish you were the editor of Runway, I Spencer. I wasn't going to say that. Wrong like, publication. <laughs> Coffee runner? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something earlier. <laughs> um, how about the creative director of the Art of Costume? <laughs> yeah, but that's too on the nose. You know, it has to be on theme. Let's just not promote the actual publication. We both run. Speaking of being off theme, guess what movie I saw last night? What did you watch? I went and saw The Minions. Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's because I was looking up all those TikTok trends and I told the wrong people. Next thing you know, I'm at The Minions. And I did fall asleep for the last 45 minutes because well, I'm getting old. Well, of course old. you did. <laughs> of course you did. That is something you watch when it comes on streaming. I know. So you I can know. be comfy in your home. Not to mention look- Thor is out right now, yeah, which is really embarrassing. Mostly why I'm disappointed in you right now. <laughs> tonight, because you tonight. didn't go see Thor. <laughs> well, Elizabeth, we have a big episode today. We do. We have a very big episode. One of my favorite movies. And it's just, we needed a little bit of help, Spencer. So <laughs> who do we have with us today? I am so excited to introduce two of my most favorite people. Um, they are the wonderful podcasters of Fish Netflix Pod. And they invited me for an episode a couple months ago, and it was the most fun I've ever had. I'd love to welcome Marie Lodi and Blair Bercy. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how much help we're going to be with this one, because this is this is like, you know, it's kryptonite for fashion, podcast, <laughs> like costume design. Yeah. This is like, we're going to drag you guys to hell with this one. <laughs> we were scared when we were like, the devil wears Prada. What? Where do we even begin with yeah. this one? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's just costume after costume. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to have you both on next time. We need to have, because we we have fun. We have a good time over there at Fish yes. Netflix. And so you guys both need to come on and we need to find something good. I, I feel like the most Twilight. fun doing Mars Attacks. Did you just say Twilight? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you just say Twilight? <laughs> yeah. I think that would be the one that gets me. If I have to watch it, I have to watch oh it. Oh my God. I think you guys should come on and do Twilight. The first one. There we go. Marie, you wrote that down, yeah. right? Twilight. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm like I'm making the contract so we can sign it in blood. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, I'm just really excited to have you both. I love you both so much. And I had the most fun talking about Mars attacks, which is so crazy. Um, I didn't want to make Elizabeth have to watch Mars Attack. She would not have enjoyed it. Oh, I told you about <laughs> oh, my really? childhood trauma with that movie, didn't I? 
<laughs> no. Here's where oh. we derail. Do tell. Do tell, Elizabeth. Well, now you got Okay. <laughs> For some reason, my parents thought, I was probably like three years old. My parents thought this was an appropriate family film. <laughs> so uh, I have a vivid memory of like hiding behind our couch. And my entire family <laughs> found this very funny that I was terrified of this movie. And I could not watch it in its entirety till I was in high school. Wow. I, my family would put it on and I would be like, bye, I got to go. Wow. So, so there was no E.T. So. No, no. <laughs> I thought it was a family film, but it wasn't until a couple months ago I realized it's really not. So No. Well, no. that's like Kiwi's Big Adventure. Like Large Marge used to like. Oh, yeah. Hear me to the point of like, like I would cover my hands during that scene or like try to. So I get it. I get it. The, yeah. The hyper realistic, weird, scary things. I get it. It's like not for a toddler. Like. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Pee Wee's Big Adventure because that's the other film I've been telling Elizabeth I want to watch, but I think she's okay with that one. It'll be good. Yeah, I've, I've never seen that one, so I wouldn't know. Mm. Oh, that's a classic. Oh, you're safe. Yes. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. Large Marge will get you. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I am warned. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a lot of costumes to get through, so let's get into it. Um, I'll start us off with a little summary, which is like a really basic summary. The Devil Wears Prada, a smart but sensible new graduate, lands a job as an assistant to Miranda Priestley, the demanding editor-in-chief of a high-fashion magazine. <laughs> That's it. That's not, I feel like that was the job interview. Like when Andy like applied, that's what it said. And then she got there and they were like, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> that is IMDB's version of the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the Devil Wears Prada, go fix your mistake and go watch it. Because if you haven't seen this, don't know what you're doing here. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> now that you've seen that, let's all go behind the wardrobe because we got director david frankel who he apparently directed some of the sex in the city episodes which i'm like okay that makes sense how you got like so in tune with this whole world but then we also have fashion legend and costume designer patricia field our first patricia Ooh. field yes this is awesome and you'll know her from many seasons of Sex and the City, <laughs> Ugly Betty, uh, sec the first two Sex and the City movies, another personal favorite of mine, Confessions of a Shopaholic, and mm -hmm. The Girl on the Train, which I feel like is a very strange movie for her to have done the costumes, but... <laughs> Isn't that, okay. is that Emily Blunt, too? Yeah, that's like that murder mystery movie. Oh. New York and oh, Emily yeah. Blunt. I guess it... Yeah. Eh? I guess? Yeah. <laughs> it's so not... It's dark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that's even a... know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting movie. <laughs> I thought I was getting into, like, Gone Girl, because I don't know why that movie is so funny and ridiculous to me. It and is. it wasn't. This one was... This one was sad. Uh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. I just, I, the whole time I was like, Emily Blunt, you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, not okay. <laughs> this is not a ringing endorsement of the girl on the train. No. Uh, <laughs> if you if you like a murder mystery, go yeah. for it. Uh, if it's, not... It, I feel like the title's misleading. Girl on the train makes it sound like um, like the Orient Express, murder on the Orient Express. It's not. It's like literally yeah. like... 
girl with them trauma and am like it's alcoholism. It's yeah. not. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not girl on the train. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at alcoholism. <laughs> that was a mistake. Just, I don't know how we got into like breaking it. It's, I thought it was gone, going to be like gone girl. And it wasn't. Uh, yeah. I, I had the same feeling about it. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, absolutely not. But I think Justin Thoreau is in it, which kind of makes up for. Mm. Is he? I, I don't know. I, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember like being very concerned for Emily Blunt the entire time. Yes. But getting back to The Devil Wears Prada, Patricia Fields at Harper's Bazaar about the experience. I'm very happily surprised. I never thought that this would become a classic on its own. I never really thought about it going in. I'm going to make this unforgettable movie. I just go in, do my job and have a positive and be positive. Have fun with it. If I'm not enjoying it, it doesn't happen. Okay. So I'm like, okay, Patricia Field. <laughs> what a weird blow. <laughs> I was like, she, I, you, I think reading it in her voice, because I always, I've had random Patricia Field New York run ins, and she's the nicest, most real down to earth person. She is in these streets picking up on like current fashion. And she has like this gravelly, like little voice. So it's like, <laughs> if I'm not enjoying it, it doesn't have like that's. <laughs> It, it has that, that more was, to it. That was uncanny. I love that. I just got I chills. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably what makes all of these films so cool. And when David Frankel first approached her for the film, she was like, oh, okay, well, now I have to take you to Paris Fashion Week. So she was like, come into this world, see like what it's all about. I'll get some costume inspiration. You'll get movie inspiration and it'll be great. And it really, right. I'm like, I want to go to Paris Fashion Week with her. Like, how do we make that happen? (laughs) Um, But one of the things that really made the Devil Wears Prada successful was the fact that it hinged on Patricia and David's ability to incorporate fashion and industry culture in a way that was believable, fun, and respectful. Because they do make fun of the sillier elements, but it's a very real part of all of our lives, whether or not you agree with that statement, it is. However, to make this happen, the film had a budget of only $35 million. So Patricia had to rely on her industry and personal connections to create the film's now iconic wardrobe. And the film's two stars really opened a lot of doors for her. She was like, you know, on top of all of my personal connections, having Anne Hathaway and why do I only want to call her Miranda Presley? Oh my <laughs> Meryl gosh. Streep. Meryl Streep. Oh my gosh. I just had the biggest my brain went blank okay <laughs> patricia <laughs> feels like i got a secret weapon her name's meryl street Street. <laughs> she said like they basically opened the rest of the doors for her and yeah. i was like oh okay <laughs> and i i believe that because like meryl streep is actually friends you know after decades in the business she's friends with like ralph lauren and like she has like actual yeah fashion friends even though we don't consider her like front row fashion she they call her up and she calls them you know so i think i believe that i thoroughly believe that yeah yeah (laughs) exactly and i just can't wait to jump into this with all of you (laughs) (laughs) let's take a little break and when we come back we're gonna jump into 
um, Andy's sad opening wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Blogcast listeners, it's Elizabeth Joy Glass, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume Blogcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all your support. If you wanted to continue your support, you can now become one of our costume mavens when you become our patron at patreon.com slash the art of costume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and you can even catch our monthly bonus episodes for patrons only. Make sure to check out the description for a link to our Patreon. Ready to go on a job interview with Andy. <laughs> Andy. A little, uh, a little bit. <laughs> so the film starts off, it's super iconic. You see like everyone getting all dressed up. Can't relate. I never get this dressed up for work ever. Um, but Andy shows up to Runway and I think she looks cute. Like I, you know, I see her trying and we're introduced to, you know, f- a few of our favorite characters. We have Emily played by Emily Blunt. We have Andy, played by Anne Hathaway, and Nigel, played by Stanley Tucci, the Bermuda Triangle of iconic people. (laughs) (laughs) Where I'm going with this. (laughs) No, I love this opening scene because, I mean, Andy is just very, like, standard early 2000s. Like, Patricia Field was going for, like, an Old Navy Gap look, and I'm like, you nailed it. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just love Emily Blunt's character so much. Emily. Um, <laughs> her fashion is just like so dramatic with like this big black shoulder in that first opening scene. It's she's giving a lot and I love it. I remember seeing this and her hair being that color meant like money. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody had the money mm-hmm. to get their hair that like like good red, like spice girl red yeah that's like a good like you can see the blonde underneath it and then the like the dark nails that's like you know it's it's adult workplace goals <laughs> absolutely absolutely i love she does and like a behind the scenes interview in this costume and she calls it her star trek um coat because she's like Emily's so on the edge of fashion, she's falling off. And I'm like, yeah, that is, that is Emily. That's a great description. Uh, and then we have our hero, Stanley Tucci. You know, he's <laughs> he's just Stanley Tucci. I don't know. I just love him so much. He just looks so chic all the time. Mm-hmm. I just you know, want he's awesome. I want him to hug me. Right? And he's the only character that actually looks comfy in his high fashion, yeah. which I appreciate. <laughs> The question I have is, were the glasses, which came first? The little circle glasses on Stanley Tucci or Stanley Tucci brought those glasses to set? Which one (laughs) came first? I don't remember Stanley Tucci without those glasses. And now I feel like that's. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good point. He wears these in like Captain America, kind of. It's like his thing. Did he wear them in burlesque, too? Mm. It's a great question. These are real questions. These are real questions because they look good on him. But I feel like I never see him wear glasses like in interviews or anything. 
I feel like I only see him in glasses. I think it's like I've just absorbed it. Right. I think so, too. Why doesn't he have a glasses line? Stanley Tucci, hit up Warby yeah. Parker. Yeah. He, wears, he wears glasses in that CNN documentary. Oh, his traveling <laughs> oh. Europe? I, Searching for oh, Italy. I need to watch that. <laughs> oh, it wrecked my life. I now only eat pasta on Sundays. That's I just I can't stop watching him and his life. Um, I'm looking up Stanley Tucci burlesque. Oh, he wears glasses on that too. He, I've never oh. not seen him in glasses. They're a little less round. Yeah. So I think in this movie, they're definitely like editorial round, but I don't know what Stanley Tucci looks like without glasses. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I'm like trying to think about this and I just don't know the answer. Well, we have to hurry because Miranda Priestley's coming up into the office. <laughs> I'm snapping. Yeah. I'm snapping. Everyone move it along. Uh, or as Nigel says, gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk about the best entrance in film history. The black fur coat, the purple, dark purple dress. Like she looks so flawless in this look. It's so, so, so good. I, I still get chills when I see this scene. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I just watched it again this morning. It just remains iconic. She looks like, a mature glass of wine like yeah like an expensive glass of wine is coming so like don't drip don't drop be have some class don't put in a solo cup don't put um, in a solo cup. <laughs> this is like in crystal and it needs to breathe so move it along there you go um part of her kind of like the perfect piece to all of her iconic looks in this is her hair and yeah. this was partially Meryl Streets and her hairdresser's idea was to go all white. And the studio was like, not, they were not going for it at first. They were like, no, that'll make her look old. But Meryl Street, Patricia Field, they were like, no, 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 just trust us. And it's like, you can't, there is no Miranda Presley without that white hair mm-hmm. now. It's it's really cool. Actually, I I saw your notes about it and I didn't even think about it. It does like really give like a blank slate of color for them to like really mm-hmm. play with the costumes on her all because of that white hair. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also say that this movie did for workplace fashion and this look what they were trying to say that this magazine would do. Like this shaped like that all white, like shockingly white hair in a very kind of like chic way. I don't think we really saw it the same way that we do now. It's less about the cut and more about the fact that it's like, cause her hair length kind of changes throughout the film, but it's, it still looks so good. Yeah. But that swoop too is a big part of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The perfect little like long bob she has going on. It's such a good look. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect with everything. Not so perfect. Andy's kind of trash friends. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So Doug and Lily are not terrible. They're like, okay. Lily, I like like her. And then she does like that weird like phone prank thing. And I'm like, come on, girl. But otherwise, like Uh, Lily and Doug are fine. It's Nate who's really the problem. Nate is definitely the biggest problem. (laughs) But then Lily just assumes Andy is cheating on Nate at her gallery show. And I'm like... I mean, you say you've been friends for like 10 years. How are you just assuming and not being like, hey, what's going on? That art gallery like embrace did <laughs> give a different vibe, though. <laughs> it's, it would have well, stood okay. out to me, too. <laughs> I would have 
gone over and been like, hey, what's happening? Like, not like, oh my gosh, you're not my friend anymore. You would never act like this. Who are you? And let's put it on away. him. Be like, yo, that dude is pushing up on my friend. Like, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, I love Tracy Toms, though. <laughs> She's just so great. She is amazing. Um, Nate, you know, there's been a lot of like discourse about Nate over the years. A lot of people find him to be the villain. Some people don't. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't want to like, I want to dig too into him, but I can't stand him. <laughs> the only thing he's good for is a grilled cheese. That's about the only time that I was interested. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a nice grilled cheese though. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He, he constantly disparages her job. Right. And then he's willing to make a long distance relationship work at the end of the movie, but not a relationship work where she's just at work all the time. And they live in the same apartment? Like, what's that? This last rewatch, what got me was that every time he was, like, ever positive toward her, though, was when she was showing off, like, a new, like, sexy garment, though. <laughs> it gave, oh, yeah. makes me so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why he shouldn't be a part of this film. Elizabeth said next and deleted the slide. <laughs> done with him on to much better characters like Giselle I always forget she's in this movie yeah and then she's just like perfectly placed throughout and I'm like oh hey it's a good cameo yeah it was a really really great nod to the industry um I think one of my favorite looks of the entire film is the cerulean blue sweater <laughs> I don't know it's like <laughs> oh, it's so funny to me it is I mean, that's like one of the major costume story points when Miranda Priestly dives into her monologue. I've heard this. I did like acting lessons when I was young and literally every girl who wanted to be an actor in the 2000s <laughs> learned this monologue. Yeah, it's like this and that song from Rent. Everyone does this and that song from Rent. Yes. Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. It, it had just been so long since I actually heard it out of Meryl Streep's mouth. I was like, no wonder everybody knows this because it perfectly encapsulates like what the fashion industry actually does. Yeah, it's and actually it's brilliant. Like, the way she describes it, it is kind of like, you know, you and I went to fit them. And I feel like this was like part of the curriculum <laughs> was like yeah. this. This breaking down into like 10 weeks. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth, I would pay money to hear you reenact this whole scene, though. I have Venmo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Miranda's, like, gold uh, costume for that whole, like, fitting or not fitting. They're, like, preparing for, like, a shoot. That gold look Miranda's wearing is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. She's just, like, dripping in gold. Yep. It's, like, strong because they're, like, metallic. Yeah. Huge, like, sequins or whatever. Um, and it just, it looks strong, but it also looks international. It doesn't look like everything else kind of leans and skews towards Parisian or American. This definitely feels like, I don't know, Moroccan. It's just something else or an African designer. It just feels, that's the same thing. Geography is not my strong point, but it feels like internationally chic. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely like lens like a lot of texture and just like a different altogether feel from anything else in the room and I feel like that's what Patricia Field does with Miranda is she always gives her a different feel from everybody else in the room Uh Um, she turns the temperature up (laughs) 
a fair point to Andy, though. I am like zooming in on the belts right now. I do get what she's saying. They, the color blue that is being used is pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the point is, yeah, the buckles are different, though. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I love this scene because I feel like this is where they try to dress down Anne Hathaway the most. And I'm like, you can't. Why are you dressing her down? Like, this looks so silly. She's so beautiful. It's like, until she gets a makeover, I'm like, I can't really believe Andy is this fashion. Anne Hathaway is like, she's like the makeover queen. Didn't she do the same thing? Oh my gosh, now it's blanking on me. Princess Diaries. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I've never seen a Princess Diaries. What? What? I know. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Spencer, that just adds to the movies I need to make you watch. Um, right (laughs) uh, she kind of is though she kind of is um but my i don't know if i can say it's my favorite scene but one of my favorite scenes miranda Priestley coming in every day and throwing another fur coat down on andy's desk is brilliant and patricia field actually had to reach out to a friend of hers in new york who was a furrier and had a showroom and she was like she was very generous with her, basically let her have whatever she won. And that's how they got this like beautiful scene. Um, I remember I saw a uh, interview with Patricia Field years ago and she was like, yeah, David just kept adding all of these like clothing montages. And I kept telling him it was more money and more money. <laughs> and so she was just like, guess I have to go borrow it from somebody. She said, we just need a bunch of coats to just throw out a desk. Meryl's going to throw coats. And bags. Yeah. A different bag every day. Oh, yeah. It's a dream. (laughs) Right? Right? I'm just like, how does she get ready in the morning? Like, she has too many options. I have like a hundredth of the options she has. And it's like, I still can't decide what to wear. In my imagination... Miranda has a rack that's been edited by like the people there. Do you know, like she's like a season or two ahead and she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't wake up and like pick what she wears. She has like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like a rack. And then they mm. remove it from her site and mm. then they bring in a new rack. Ooh, that's, that's, my good, I, that's like very like I think Princess right. Diana, like royals, like having clothes <gasps> yes. chosen for you. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I love that. I like that. I feel like your imagination want... is pretty spot on, actually, like Blair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's perfect. That's absolutely what happens. Uh, Also, what happens is Andy is like, got to fit in now. Got to fit in or this is never going to work. And thank goodness. Right. (laughs) Otherwise, this movie would have been much less entertaining. Um, But Patricia feels that as soon as she met Anne Hathaway, she was like Chanel girl. Yeah. Hmm. All the way. Okay. She was a Chanel girl. And Patricia Field said to Entertainment Weekly, I have a relationship with Chanel. And when I called them, they were very happy to work with me on this movie because they wanted to see Chanel on a young girl to give it another point of view, making Chanel not just middle-aged women in suits, but youthful fun, Mm. youthful and funky. Which I'm like, that's very true. At that point, Chanel was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. It was like the quilted bag was maybe the most like streamlined into pop culture. Other than that, like this is, you know, this is Ch- the album we're looking at is Andy with the blazer, like the tweed blazer. It's that's cruise line. So 
if you think about it, Chanel marketed this for the cruise wear, and that's a specific sect. Andy's rocking it and as like winter gear, and it looks really cute. Um, I also would like to point out that nowadays we understand dressing for your job. At this back in the 2000s, it was like everyone should just be comfortable and like wear. And at watching it now as an adult, I'm like, girl, you were going to work at a magazine and you thought that that was like, okay to like just stroll. Like, I get that that's the kind of the point. Like, she doesn't care about like fashion. She cares about the editorial portions of it. But come on, miss ma'am. But then she (laughs) pops up in this outfit. And I mean, even her hair is expensive, just like Emily's hair. Like, that's a that's an expensive look. She jumped her her price went up with this one, mm-hmm. and the bag is adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to the point, I think my favorite line of the entire film, which is actually like a non speaking line, is when she says like Andy, one more thing, and Miranda looks down at Andy's, <laughs> you know, her flats. Oh, that's the mm-hmm. best line of the yeah. entire film. Yeah. Just like yeah. looks down and up and says thank you, or like that's all. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's so so good. many memed memes come came from this movie. And yeah, they like never get I, old. <laughs> that we still use to this day, honestly. Yeah. Um, so Andy walks in in that Chanel outfit with the Chanel boots. And it's just, it's breathtaking every single Material time. Material girl. This is it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I just, I love the look on Emily's face. Just like, wait, what? <laughs> and and Gis- Giselle says, you look good. Uh-huh. And Emily gets all pissed. But like, she does. <laughs> what can you do? She does look good. <laughs> oh, but it just gets more interesting from here. Spencer, I think we need a little break so we yeah, can we catch have up. 102 montages coming up. So we yeah. got to get prepped and ready to go. <laughs> that, this is the beginning, actually. This yeah. is where it starts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What's up, costume nerds? This is Spencer, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume blogcast. I love the simple things in life. Free parking, air conditioning, and a nice comfortable hoodie. If you feel the same way, then I'm here to let you know that if you wanted to support our show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy awesome blogcast merch through TeePublic, such as t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and stickers. We even have a baby onesie for all those baby costume designers out there. To get your merch, head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Thank you for all your support. another montage mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this is probably the best montage honestly it's the best montage of all montages i do love this montage as well because it just shows her getting like cooler and cooler and cooler like paying more and more attention to fashion just like over over the weeks it's so much fun oh no it's just like gives me such you know because we're here in LA and we can we talk about this but we can never wear these nice coats during the fall so yeah it gives me like fall 
East Coast energy. Doesn't it make you jealous? Like every yeah, time? Envy. Yes, yeah, envy. Yes. I just, yeah. oh, it just, it's gorgeous. And I think the thing about this that is more than just like, look at all these looks, look at all these pieces is that she puts together looks. So they all work towards a theme, which I appreciate that it's not just like, and no shade to like Emily's character, but Emily it has the same note kind of over and over. Yeah. Emily yeah. doesn't look like she's showing up in costume. Andy is trying to assimilate. So all of her costumes are a full theme from like a retro Jackie O vibe to like, you know, she looks like she's invoking like Giselle energy for some of these. And so JLo too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And I appreciate from head to toe, she nails the thematic versus what a real person would do, which is like one of these coats, same probably pairs of shoes and bag and, you know, maybe changing underneath. Yeah. I never thought of it that way that like Andy really is showing up to work in costume because yeah. this is a character she's trying to play. She doesn't believe like any of this is really her until it becomes her. And then that's when she like really starts to fall apart toward the end of the film. But oh my mm -hmm. gosh, I never just blew my mind, Blair. Yeah, it's, that's my goal in life. <laughs> I just, every day is a costume. That would be a dream to me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love like the color. Uh, Patricia really wanted her to pop in these scenes because she's like, you know, it's New York. It's gray. It's like winter. Like it's, you know, rainy. But she was like, let's make her pop, which is why she always has some sort of like bright colored item, whether it's like the green jacket or like the burnt orange hat, the red gloves, the... Mm -hmm. Stunning. I want this stunning white coat. Like she pops every single time. Yeah. Yeah. My, I think my favorite is definitely the green with the cheetah print and the white. Those looks are yeah. so strong. I love the green one. I think that was a vintage coat. Yeah, yeah. I would believe that. Yeah. And she paired it with like a gold shoe. Mm. Like they're all interesting, yeah. like a satin glove. And I don't know what kind of person is armadillo for the white one. Uh, probably. <laughs> Some, yeah. <laughs> Something like all of these are so good. And we know that Andy is pulling stuff from like work. Yeah. Um, But it's how she's putting it together because we know she has no help. Well, maybe Stanley Tucci a little bit. Yeah. But right. it's, not really. Stanley Tucci. I think she goes to him every day after work and is like, OK, here's what do I wear tomorrow? Oh my God. <laughs> Personal stylist. You know, yeah. also this scene. Um, Well, throughout the movie, I was uh, getting some pretty hardcore sidekick nostalgia for anyone who mm -hmm. had a sidekick back yes. in the day i had a pink juicy couture sidekick so yeah it made me miss it mine is literally on the shelf behind me oh, no literally like my old sidekick Dallas. yeah one day drake or some rapper will make it cool again and t-mobile will be like guys we're we're bringing it back and i'm i'll be I'm first waiting. in line they brought back the razor, so why not the sidekick? Hello. Yeah. Get I, this iPhone away from me. I want my sidekick. I'm kind of jealous. I never had a sidekick. I had a razor, but that's not the same. You me know. either. Mm -hmm. a, a little envious. Such a go. Oh, I could. I'll break it out later. It's such a. <laughs> uh, it, there's like a flip sound, and then there's a little trackball. Oh, it was heaven. Oh. <laughs> heaven on earth. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> Uh, uh, also not so heaven on earth is uh miranda's reaction to um that guy's collection i can never remember his name he's like a main character kind of 
is it Jason Holt? Wait, Jason Holt? Is that right? Jason Holt, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think the so. The slips. <laughs> yeah. But I love this scene, how she's just like, destroys his whole line with like a, a little purse slip <laughs> and it's like oh mm-hmm. you really do have the power here and also patricia talked a lot about you know the inspiration for miranda was donna karen she was like there's a huge archive at donna karen of all their looks and styles and it really has not ever gone out of out of style so she really just mm-hmm. had to like accessorize it and just like kind of pick the right pieces but it's that like just this perfect work wear sophisticated look for Miranda mm-hmm. so good yeah. and that's stuff and from know, like the 80s and 90s too and you can't even tell yeah yeah Mm-mm. yeah that's amazing and I, I always find it hilarious though that Miranda is supposed to be like based off of Anna and Wintour yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> Did you see they updated that? Yeah, I did hear a little something. They changed. No, they said that it wasn't because they don't want to get her wrath because the whole thing. So they made it. um, A lot of designers didn't want to help with this movie because they're afraid of Anna Wintour, like a lot of and a lot of like even places to shoot. But yeah, yeah, I've heard both of those stories that they're like trying to change it up be like it's mm-hmm. not anna but it is it's it's like a really I mean, bad secret did any of you, you read know? the book because i never yeah. read no, the book. I've always yeah. i read to. this and nanny diaries at the same oh, time same? i feel like i was like oh okay <laughs> so we were we were okay, yeah yeah it was that this is what i thought and burnt new york blondes was. yeah mm-hmm. oh Shit. yeah <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, this is definitely based on her. But, you know, no one wants to get sued. So it's just like a no. wink. Who else is it going to be based on? Yeah. Well, they keep saying it's like, um, who did I hear? It was like, not Women's Wear Daily. It's another. Oh, God. Elle? I wish I would have said. Is it? Like, I Elle think... Magazine, it's another editor-in-chief. I Yeah. Oh, gosh. Because what, what's her name was really popular at the time. I don't know. She was on Project Runway constantly. Nina? Yeah, because no, wasn't she the editor at the time? Mm-hmm. No, Maybe. that's Marie still there. Claire. Wait, what? Now we're just referencing. <laughs> now everything. we're just trying to figure out. <laughs> There's a person who works at a magazine somewhere. <laughs> oh god, I'm so mad. I haven't saved this, but I'll try to find it. It's uh, they were like they're well, like you said, they're backtracking because I'm sure this is one of those things that like your agents would tell you. Oh, don't worry, it'll like burn out in a few and now like Anna Wintour like children are growing up knowing that this is you know Anna Wintour is terrifying yeah Yeah. (laughs) she is um but I don't know I've always gotten like nice vibes from her maybe it's because I've never worked from her but she always just looks like kind-hearted to me but she looks like a woman who knows how to do her job (laughs) (laughs) every time I watch this I get like you know all of us have worked in LA at some point in time. Elizabeth's not here anymore. But like, just like that stress of like working in high pressure environments though. Oh God. Yes. This film literally makes like the anxiety like build up inside of me. Just like watching her interactions with her boss. It kills me every time. The f- trying to get her the flight. That one stresses me out. But I was going to say, you know, there's that new book about Anna Wintour that just came out recently. And uh, a lot of people were talking about a part where they talk about her lunch which is like a steak right and then Mm -hmm. remember there's that scene in this movie 
Where's Smith and Walensky? Where they throw the steak in the sink, and I want to yeah. cry every time. I want to eat that steak. <laughs> I would have rinsed it off. I'm not above rinsing no, it off. I'm yeah. sorry. There was glass in that sink, and I know it, and I still would have rinsed off a freaking Smith and Walensky steak at an intern yeah. assistant rate. Yeah, I, that's that's lunch. And I you don't know care. That, Fine. That sink was already clean, so you yeah. might not have even had to rinse it off, honestly. Although, to your point, Spencer, this does, and I think that's why I hate Andy's exterior group so much because if you've ever worked in like the industry hollywood whatever it is yeah or have a high pressure job you know that you kind of rely on your friends to either understand or like show you some grace like i don't care if you're commiserating like oh yeah your boss sucks but you don't you look to them to not add pressure because you're already at the point where you feel like throwing a stake into the sink um yeah so that's problem number problem number two is if you've worked in an environment where there's like food and catered stuff, there's no problem. She didn't eat that steak. Yes, it sucks that she went through all that trouble, but I'd be like, okay, girl, let me box this up. Yeah. This will be dinner for two nights. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Marie, I saw, so she gets her, Anna Wintour gets her, what is it? It's a steak and caprese salad from somewhere downtown or whatever, like battery, whatever that area is. And then she takes the, but no salad. Like she just wants the cheese and tomato. Keto. She's all keto. Yeah. Oh, keto. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> this is this is what you get when you have us on. <laughs> um, did you guys see that Rachel McAdams was originally offered the role and she came in three times to read for this? And every single time, like I think she was, you know, doing what you you do as an actor, but for whatever reason, she turned him down. And the usual list, you know, the Natalie Portman's everyone came through, but like they really, really wanted Rachel McAdams for this. Hmm. For Miranda or Andy? For Andy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> that would be imagine Rachel McAdams. Let's redo this. Rachel McAdams as Miranda, and then um, with the hair. Yeah, I was like, panicking. and Natalie Portman. <laughs> As Andy, go. This is what we're watching now. I mean, I was the still, Disney. You know, I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah. <so. I> would. <laughs> um, Rachel McAdams as Andy. I mean, I guess I could see it too. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Natalie Portman would have been fun too, but yeah. that would have been like a weirder, like have edgier film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So many possibilities. Wouldn't wouldn't have right, been well. the same. Wouldn't have been the same. Um, what's I think up? Rachel McAdams has a kinder face. If that makes any difference, but she plays yeah. such a good bitch, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like Rachel McAdams would have been like a good Emily. A good Emily. But I mean, yes. but Emily's Emily, Ooh. though, like all, yeah. you know, Emily Blunt is amazing, but definitely like or Giselle's character, like she could have fit in anywhere in that environment. But what doesn't fit into this environment is this photo shoot, oh. <laughs> which makes me laugh and cringe oh every time I see it. Yeah, <laughs> The concrete jungle photo shoot in the middle of Central Park. Oh, you know, it's everyone's hot. doing like improv exercises like, wow, I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys also spoke to Mona May also about Enchanted. But now I always think about like her talking about doing that Enchanted scene in Central Park and how it's yeah. like. 2000 degrees and everyone was melting and falling apart you know the scene was hot it was so hot yeah. uh, <laughs> absolutely and the worst part about it is those are all like extras there is no like shady cool area for them so they just have to look like this is a great time yeah they felt like they're in the jungle they were actually becoming animals <laughs> 
Um, but Stanley Tucci looks great. Yeah, uh-huh. he does. He He's one of the, he said like when he got into his costume, like that was when things clicked for him and his character, which it's like, that's, that's why costumes are important in this movie. Not just because it's all about the clothes, but like it really helped him get into the character, which yeah. his character is the only good person in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so. it just sucks that he didn't, you know, got like screwed over. He's supposed to be yeah. a little bit inspired by Andre Leon Talley, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, but definitely like I could imagine Stanley Tucci just like really getting into his character, which I'll say this too. Like Stanley Tucci plays this character a lot, it seems like in a lot of different <laughs> films. But um, as soon as he gets into that costume, he becomes like this editor. It, he does it so well. I love him. I just love Stanley Tucci. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> yes. He's good. And you think that, you know, he's tough and he's good. But yeah, I still, it pains me, the the scene where he gets effed over. I just, it's like one of those things where you can't bounce back. Like, I know the movie keeps going and I'm like, hook that. Ugh, <laughs> yeah, I just, this is the end. And then we fade to dark. Once that happens, like that's the end of the movie for me. I start clapping. It's like everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm just like, oh, it's done now. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Middle. Uh, not to get too far off, but we just watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. The episode hasn't come out yet. Yeah, Greatest movie of like the past year. So Loved it. So, so good. I was late to see it. Marie was like, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. And then I watched it and I, it changed everything. Like, because I don't like crying. And so I felt like everyone was like, oh, I cried when I watched it. But, you know, it was like a worth Stranger it. Things cry. It yeah, was good. So worth it was it so cry. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cried, too, when it, I cried during the hot dog fingers scene when they were breaking up. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. But it was beautiful. It was lovely and, and beautiful. She, she wipes her tears with her foot and I start laughing again. <laughs> I was just like, this is incredible. I saw it late, too. We saw it last weekend. I had to drive like 40 minutes away you to find like a theater that was still playing now, right? it. We can rent it. I think. Yeah, you could rent it two days after I saw it. (laughs) Well, to be fair, it's so good on on screen, though. Yeah. The right choice. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, this next character, which I thought everyone would be excited to talk about, turns out I was wrong. Yeah. Christian Thompson. I hate him. (laughs) He's terrible. I just thought everyone would be like, oh my gosh, she's so attractive. But I guess I was really wrong. Spencer, you don't you don't know me at all yet. (laughs) Vom.com. No, thank you. Uh, I would definitely pick Adrian Grenier over him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I pick Stanley Tucci. We would just be living together in domestic bliss because no. Um, Yeah. Christian is a terrible i just hate him every scene he's in i want to die and it's just miserable <laughs> that's like every character that's not andy and miranda and emily in this film <laughs> you're like i just don't like this person i wonder if he's like inspired by a like a certain writer from back then you know <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm sure like the the photojournalist dude that like goes after all the the ladies i'm sure um the only redeeming quality of the or fact about this is that the in the scene with the James Holt party that's Anne Hathaway's favorite look so that's the only thing that I got out of watching oh, yeah. this was that oh. I kept waiting for it she said she likes I love her mini one. skirt and her slouch boots and 
the you know Chanel coat. So yes. that was the nicest part of this scene. Every part where he pops up, he just he's slimy. I don't yeah. like this character at all, and I feel like he's the opposite of Stanley Tucci. I feel like Stanley Tucci's character starts off tough, but is such a sweet softy on the inside, and is really just trying to make it through this like you know, the situation where everyone's being abused. This guy tries to come off as like Mr. Nice Guy and does help out like the, you know, the Harry Potter. Yeah. Was cool, Harry Potter but <laughs> in the end is just a scuzzball. Um, yeah. Well, and I hate terrible. his scarves. They're so let's, stupid. Let's, oh, let's God. Let's take his face off the screen. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> we can keep talking about him. I just don't want to see him anymore. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, the scarves are a bit much for me too. Yeah, on him. No, those scarves were never good, and I don't get why people keep yeah, trying to bring them like back. That is like a douchebag scarf. Yes, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. That's the perfect way to describe that. Like I've traveled, and you haven't. Yeah, but I'm not really. But not really. It's just a basic version of a dude's infinity scarf. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's all that is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go throw away all my scarves now. <laughs> you do not wear your scarves like that cheese ball. I don't. No, not like, anymore. That's not, you're no. not doing the like. No. Uh, like it's I thin, but it's a way too long as well. Yeah. It looks, I feel like everybody else would have had a purposeful, like almost like meditation scarf, if that makes sense. If that evokes like an image. His is like, oh, I got this at the bazaar when I was stationed and doing a like journalist thing. I hate him. I don't like him at all. I don't like him at all. I don't. He's like, oh, Solomon Rushdie gave me this scarf when I published his book. Like it has a story and it's irritating and he's just a bad New Yorker. And I don't like that person. I just, I feel like as much as we talk shit about like Andy's friends, he's the worst person in he this is. whole movie. Worse than Miranda. Worse than everybody. Than the boyfriend. Yes, yeah. he's the worst person in the he's the villain. Yeah. Yes. Um <laughs> noted Marie does not like him. <laughs> never bring it up again. I don't know where it was coming from. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, where are we? Uh <laughs> um so they're getting ready to well. We're kind of going out of order maybe in some ways, but, you know, Andy is really starting to pick up steam at work. And Emily, you know, like we all know, just feel like we always have to work ourselves into the ground, comes to work sick, ugh. and things just start falling apart. That gave me, oh, that made me nervous in this day and age. In this we climate. Yeah. 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 Um, if we saw Emily walk in like this today... I would clear the building or... <laughs> I would run. <laughs> but that's... It's so weird because I do feel like working in New York, it's... I, I've known people that have gone and had like surgery and come back to work. Oh my like it's just an oh unhealthy... God, no. It's something that we would never do on this coast, but that's like an absolutely normal... It was yeah. an absolutely yeah. normal thing. It's just so sad. I like this look for Andy, even though it's not, I don't like the way that it sits because I'm not that fashiony, but it's a callback to, so she has like polka dots twice in this, like these like chocolate, pretty woman, mm, brown yeah. polka dot. She has a scarf that matches this kind of look with a coat. I'm going to put it in the chat. I love it so much. Um, it makes me so happy to see like Andy finding her looks for costume design. Emily Blunt, sick look. <laughs> I get the bracelets probably didn't hold up 
for the style change, <laughs> but those buttons, the way that they catch yeah. the light. Ooh, sorry. I'll do that again. Um, the buttons, the way that they catch the light, the way that like she's in all black, but it's so chic. It's like cinched and you know, high neck. It's just she looks amazing and it goes with her nails. So it makes me happy. If there was one thing I could like steal from this movie, it would be this look right here. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like of like the whole movie, brilliant, gorgeous, love it. It's very 2000s still. Oh, yeah. Like it's this 2010s for sure. Yeah. Like it is dated, but that this is like this look is not. You can take that look and put it anywhere. Yeah. And it's going to look current. I feel like it's a pretty equal, like, there's half of the looks where you're like, oof, that is 2008, 2009 staring at me. And then the other half is, like, very classic, timeless. Yeah. That's in, in this picture, I do feel like Anne Hathaway looks great, but it's like, oh, yeah, that's 2000. Get that shirt. Get that blouse out of my face. I hated that one. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and there's just you can, too many big belts, you know. It's that the shirt. I think it's the styling is a little it's the stylings 2000s. Yeah, I think that that was like a thing like crunchy boxy. Like it was it's like yeah. you, can, yeah. you can look at that and know it's uncomfortable. Like it doesn't feel good against your skin. It's like it's that top is wearing her. She's not wearing that top. But that's, you know, editorial fashion. That's the car. The, so the scarf that brings back, it's like clearly oh. Andy pulled through things. And if you notice, some of the gloves are definitely back to like her original mm. Cerulean Andy, where it's like those gloves are probably very expensive, but they look like grandma knit. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah. they're, you know, I'm sure they're expensive. But yeah, um, I just enjoyed seeing that clearly some things Andy actually enjoyed and pulled them through. Um, it made me happy. <laughs> My, we haven't even talked about that one scene where Anne Hathaway goes, Anne Hathaway, see, now I'm messing them up. When Andy goes to Miranda's house and she has to deliver the book and of course oh, she messes yes. it up. Mm -hmm. She's like sneaking through the house, which I don't know why she would think this is a good idea. Yeah, um, hello. But the second time she goes to Miranda's house, she really pulls it out. I mean, mm -hmm. she pulls out this look that is just like chef's kiss. It's so good is that the mew mew oh. mew mew top is it this I one don't... with the chanel yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i think it's like a mew like a prada or mew mew whatever it is it's, it's perfect yeah. <laughs> also those twins secondary evil like yeah. those twins are the other villains yes. in this movie <laughs> the shining twins she randomly yeah, had upstairs that's right <laughs> that's the difference between andy like i if i'm gonna get fired i'm gonna get fired for cussing somebody out yeah. and it's gonna be those twins. Yeah. Like, look here you little spoiled ass like don't mess with people's the money unpublished manuscript for the next harry potter <laughs> bound unbelievable bound for these little like no it's okay you can come upstairs like i get it but also they're going to learn something in like how yeah. the working class needs these jobs. And you're not about to like get me fired. Cause if <laughs> I don't know, I have a soft spot for Andy. I don't like the character. I don't like Anne Hathaway's character so, so much. I like the movie a lot. Um, but like to your point, like she just doesn't show up. Like it just like, girl, she said, put the book down and go. <laughs> yeah. And she's like this door, this door, let me come upstairs. I'm like, you have to be smart. You're smart. That's the whole, the movie starts with you being so smart 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to. There was you can't like, do this. like a little table. I would have just sat it down and just promptly I'd left. Have walked out. <laughs> I wouldn't care. I would said I rang your door. It didn't work. The key was broken. Yeah. Yeah. There was a fire on whatever fifty third. I couldn't get whatever it is. I'll throw it down. The kids did it. The little right. badass kids did it. I didn't do it. Yeah, just like this one in in front of the door. I'm putting the you know dry cleaning in. It's going there. I'm not worrying about it and walked yeah. out. She hates you anyways. That's yeah. not going to make anything what, what better. You, yeah, but now you're walking up the stairs and... Cr- oh, God, it's just so cringy. Emily says, why don't you just crawl into bed with them? I was like, it's yeah, a point. That was it. It's a point. Yeah, that was... Yeah. I mean, that was actually where it was at. Emily's terrible, but sometimes she says things and you're like, she does have a point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am a sucker for necklaces and layering and jewelry. I've always, like, worn stacked rings and, like, jewelry... My life's mission, I need everyone to understand the sidekick era of never being able to find these things. (laughs) I have looked for this. It's not a necklace. It's two necklaces. And it just doesn't exist. And every fraudulent, I'm trying to think of like, what's another one? Like, like a Balenciaga leather moto jacket, like those like knockoff things that are like universally knocked off. This necklace is one of them. The one specifically, the one with all of the Paris souvenirs. So she has on two Chanel necklaces. She has one that has all of the Paris. It's like, it's called like Chanel's souvenir collection or whatever. And this is the one for Paris. Then she has like a regular, and I'm using air quotes, pearl strand from Chanel. That's a little more accessible. Like you can find it, except for the fact that these pearls change in size. Um, Both are ridiculously expensive and I cannot find. I've seen I've seen people that have the souvenir charm necklace and it just it doesn't exist. But the close ups of each one of those charms, um, Juicy at the time used to make um, Mm. charm bracelets. Mm. And I was Mm -hmm. obsessed with them because the charms were expensive as hell. (laughs) And they were but they were so well done. Like they each had like a little secret. So like if it was like a little apple for New York, you would like open it and it'd be like a golden worm inside or something like really cute. And that's how these charms are. Like she has like a little Eiffel Tower and it like has little like diamonds, crystals, like glittering lights. And like the bus is like pink with like rhinestones on it. Like it's so freaking cute unfindable thousands of dollars if you can find a vintage version that is wild we're putting a hit out we need it this was one of those (laughs) things that like even then i was like this is gorgeous and something i need in my life (laughs) i want it for you now like we're this is going to be a group effort to get one yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, hey you found that book for me so we can do this yeah That was cool. Elizabeth really wanted Aiko Ishioka's like Dracula book. And it was, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I found it. Well, I, when I say found it, I mean, I got it through Amazon, but it wasn't like $5. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> no. to find. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember we looked that up. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Well, next up, we're all on team. This is our other podcast. This is our like hunt. Yeah. We have a hunting podcast. Yeah. Um, yes. And it's called like Hunt for the Costume Jewelry yeah. or, or the real version of the right. unaffordable Chanel to $2,500 necklace. <laughs> oh, God. It hurts me. I love that podcast. Um, oh, it'll be great coming in fall. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time for a little benefit. Um, Emily's still showing up to the benefit. She does look good, you know, but she's still sick, clearly. 
spreading that virus. <laughs> yeah. Just spreading it. This is now on a every, super which, you know spreader. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer group of people. So go ahead. I'm not mad at <laughs> it. Cough on them. Cough on them. Cough on the hors d'oeuvres. Go for it, Emily. Go for it. Uh, but they all look so good. Especially Miranda. I love the silhouette on her. She looks good. Yep. I think this is also the first time we get like a little sexy, busty Miranda. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also love oh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline. Yeah, Jacqueline Follet. Um, she looks good too. We don't have a picture of her, but I remember seeing her for the first time. I was like, who is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because Anne Hathaway's character, I feel like the note would be from them like, you don't have to dress that because she, she like she looks dressed up and she's really shining here. And when you look at like the scene as she's leaving, like talking to like whatever stupid the boy is, the guy, whatever. Um, her look literally looks like she's like walking the red carpet at like Cannes, like the film yeah. festival. Like she mm-hmm. looks so good. Like Andy looks so good. I feel like I know we made a lot to like get her into work looking good but this to me is the one where everyone should it should be in like cinderella yeah like who is that she's gorgeous like she looks so amazing and it's done so well and you know nobody else has a flower in their hair like that and she just she looks so good it's almost so brilliant to where i feel like if i were a writer like Miranda would almost probably be annoyed by Andy's yeah. look because yeah, it yeah. might be like almost upstaging her a little bit, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like they would tell her to like tone it down next time. Like you don't have to go so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be mildly cute. Like, you, I think that's like the, I've created a monster. You know? Yeah. I think the bust line though, like if she had more cleavage, then I think it would have veered towards that. But Miranda's just, it, it really is that neckline that makes her stand out. Uh-huh. So she's fine for now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Emily's just trying to make it through. Yeah. <laughs> She's just trying to make it. <laughs> poor Emily. She's oh, poor Emily. But good. She keeps with the like rock and roll wrist wear. Like even with this, it's a little. Yeah. You no, know, I, I, it's just it's a thing. Like, I feel like, I don't know, Emily might go on to like work at Rolling Stone editorial, like do the covers. It, she's she's really edgy. I like Emily. Yeah, that's I never really thought of her like that too. She's like really edgy. That's like yeah, good, comparatively. Yeah, well, yeah. cuz she wore Rick Owens and Vivian Westwood. Yeah, mm. which a lot of stuff well, that there, she wore, so. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Her makeup's heavier but in a in a very deliberate way. You know, she's just I like her. She's a little dark rock and roll. <laughs> Absolutely. Um but moving on to Paris. Mm, yes. Paris. Which I I always think these scenes have a lot more fashion in them than they actually do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, this outfit of hers when she throws everything away is like the big fashion moment of that whole trip, I feel like. I one note that I had was I actually like a like how she looks in Paris, even though they seem like understated. I mean, there's a lot of she wears a lot of black, right? And it's hard for us to really like see all the details. But I think it's also just everything, her like makeup, her hair. She just looks so put together in the in all the Paris looks. Yeah. Yes. Well, also I feel like she was really just humbled too by going to Paris and like taking Emily's spot. I think that's when it got really real for Andy where suddenly she was like in Paris and she was like, 
she didn't know what to do. She kind of like, you know, she's still dressed up, but she's kind of like uncomfortable now with this whole costume scenario that she's created for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've known from the very beginning of the movie that this is not for her. She'll she's not going to Paris. It's for number one, the one number one assistant to go. So like, don't even worry yeah. your little head because yeah. I'll be in Paris. This is what my whole like the sickness everything it's all about paris so don't worry so i I do i think it's a lot of costume i think she like looked up i don't know breakfast at i don't know some some french film and was like i'll just take these outfits from the big closet (laughs) in the back and try to like pull it together she looked up roman holiday and was like okay what do i need to wear (laughs) i wish I i also think less like there's some part of it and i get this is fantasy but her grooming, that's what, like, these, like, her hair with the bump, like, Andy would have been spending a F ton of time, like, getting ready in the morning to, like, look like this. This isn't just, like, putting on the dress, which I don't think they really cared about for this movie, since it's definitely about the clothes. But I, her whole way of, like, styling her bangs and pulling her hair back and, like, how she does things, it's it's so grown. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why she also looks like a whole different person. It literally looks like when movies do those like pickup shoots, like months later, mm-hmm. that's how different she <laughs> yes. looks in these Paris scenes. <laughs> she looks totally different. Absolutely. Yeah. And the red lip. That's yeah. a bold Yeah, choice. I need to know what that lipstick is. It's a good one. We're going to make it up oh. Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, wait, I just noticed her little gold handbag too. It's so cute and lovely. Yeah. There's also another little like um, when she's walking with the the creepy dude in Paris, she's like holding this small, like a tiny black like box bag. And I love that bag. I'm just it's so cute. Mm -hmm. Yes. She has a lot of really cute little like clutches and like smaller bags in this movie that go easily unnoticed. But they're all like really interesting and adorable. Yeah, the bags in this movie are they're very good. They don't get the the shine that they deserve but like that's like a little like velvet mustard bag that's a statement yeah yeah <laughs> very cute or green i can't tell chartreuse i, I might be colorblind I, might be colorblind. <laughs> I was one of those people that thought chartreuse was like mer- like fuchsia until this year so <laughs> don't listen to me yeah you're kind of actually rocking my definition of chartreuse right now i feel like while we're talking i'm gonna be googling on the side so well we have come to the end of the film where andy is not at the magazine anymore but she's looking equally as good uh patricia field said to entertainment weekly she went in one girl she came out another girl rather than a compromise i would call it a combination because she knew that she couldn't go from another go for another job that has nothing to do with fashion, looking like she just stepped off the pages of the fashion magazine. I don't think that the people would necessarily get it. So I believe she thought thought about it and said, okay, I'm not going in my cerulean blue sweater, but I want to get myself together a little bit here. Which it's like, that's the whole lesson Andy learned. Is that like, hey, like it matters how you present yourself, but you don't have to be crazy about it. <laughs> Yeah, it shouldn't hurt. Um, I also think that this look is the one that people took off and like everyone did a version of this. Like this was a thing. This was like a successful, like working, cool person. And 
if you are at that level, like you can wear this to work and still go out and not feel like a lunatic in a costume, like after work, like you still would be very cute with your friends. Yeah. Like this is realistic and attainable. Yeah. And very Andy. Like I like the leather jacket. I like the smart, like little messenger bag. The boots are cute with the little, like not too tight jean. It's gorgeous. The color scheme just works with her so perfectly. Mm -hmm. I have issues (laughs) with it. Sorry. I do. I feel like something's off and I think it might be the length of the, like the height of the boot. There's something a little off of it for me. You know, I will maybe say... Maybe just be brown and black together. You know, I don't know. To don't like me, that. when Blair just said the... The looseness tightness of the, of the pants. Yeah. yeah, I think the looseness of the jeans go into like the looseness of the boots. So I feel like I don't yeah. like that shape right That's, there. That might be what is triggering me. Well, so one needs to... Either the boots need to not slouch <laughs> yeah. and come up tighter or the jeans yeah. needs to be more fitted and tapered yeah. into a slouchy boot. So it so the tapered jeans, the jeans were tighter so the boots could like get their slouch on. Yeah. I can yeah. see what you both are it's saying. It's like that six I don't inches like. that makes a difference <laughs> yeah. right there. I get it. The waist I up thoroughly is agree. Flawless. I yeah. also don't like where the boots slouch. Yeah. So for me, yes. I'd appreciate a leg warmer slouch, which means the top part of the boot needs to like scrunch down. And then it can go into this. These boots are slouching below, like at an ankle level. And then as they go up, they're less slouchy, which I can see it looks a little... It looks a little shrecky. It looks a little shrecky. <laughs> it does. I get it. It does. This- it looks like very like Robin Hood... And mm. his merry men. I get it. I can see it. <laughs> no. I Thank you. That's that. what is something was going <laughs> off on me. This is one of those moments where now every time I watch this film, I'm going to see this look and I'm going to think back to this moment. I've never <laughs> noticed this on this look and now I'm never going to unsee it. Sorry. It's my it eye. Might be, <laughs> it might be better with motion. Like yeah. it also could be one of those things like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I know Patricia. Like if they did it, they did it for a reason. It might have been called like the sock boot look <laughs> where they wanted it to I be. I mean, this was like, 2008, you yeah. know, that's really where it was. I think if it was in like modern times, it would have been different. It would have definitely been cleaner. I'm pretty anyway. sure I had boots that looked exactly like that in middle school. So <laughs> it was a time and place. <laughs> I probably had them in 2008. I'm sure I did. <laughs> yeah, we were coming off of the UGG trend of the earlier 2000s, mm, so everybody liked a, yeah. like a jean into boots. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica Simpson, for giving us all of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like really random. I feel like there was a really hilarious Jessica Simpson shoe joke in Hacks season two. That there was. Killed there was. Me. Killed me, yeah. killed me. Anyway, I don't remember yeah. what it was, but oh, The lost and found scene. I died. Yeah. I was like, that is so on point. And only a small amount of people would understand that. <laughs> yep. Elizabeth That's and the I... early 2000s of it all. That's <laughs> early 2000s fashion that like you, everybody gets that. Yes. It's the, it's the multicolored Louis Vuitton and a Ugg boot. We all, we've been there guys. We've seen it. <laughs> Elizabeth and I put hacks onto our season calendar. It's just, I love that show. So. Yes. It's, it's so, so good. good. This last season too has a lot of grand looks the cruise episode yeah oh man Mm -hmm. oh man yeah even like (laughs) i like the bathing suit choices yeah like hannah's character like her her little like chi chi whatever they were calling a bathing suit like (laughs) good for her it was cute she had some shorts and a little (laughs) paltry bathing suit uh, well the devil wears prada ends with one of my favorite scenes when um 
she like sees Miranda from a distance. Miranda gets in a car and she like gives like the tiniest little smirk. Mm -hmm. And then she just, you know, yells at her driver. She's like, go. (laughs) (laughs) And like, oh, so good. So much acting in that smirk. Right. You only see like Miranda almost smile twice. The first mm-hmm. time was when she sees Andy walk in dressed up for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Meryl almost like smiles. <laughs> so I appreciate those two smiles. All two of them. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. it. That was the only time where the corners of her mouth turn up yeah. in an actual smile. <laughs> but it also that the first smile is more, I think, of I like she can see she's done a good job. Not Andy, oh, Miranda. Really? Like they've broken her, and they're like, she's like, I'm proud of my work. Look at my <laughs> yes. work over there. And I would almost I say that's the like second that. one too, because she knows Andy has this interview, and when Andy walks out, sees her, and is like, hey, she's like, oh, I just got her that job. Gets in her really? car. I never thought of it like that, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> She's a mom. She actually invited her over after, and they like had tea, and she was like, okay, now that you're gone, we're best friends. Thank you. There, there's your end. Yeah, that's what I want to think. <laughs> I do think it's funny. It's a comment. It, you know, the abuse of assistants and interns at this time, you know, it, it was a thing to do. You took a horrible job with a horrible person that was at the top of their game, which still happens a lot, unfortunately, and they treat you like crap. And then they say, you've done a year with me. You can go anywhere you want. Where do you like to go? And you're always surprised at how gracious those people are when they give you, you know, the opportunity to work wherever you want. They send you a nice letter or they give you a good introduction, which it sucks because the real cycle is they know nobody would last more than a year under that kind of abuse and they probably would get sued. So it sucks, but this was really a big thing at this time. Like people were taking jobs at like studios and, you know, just in different areas. Even tech was like that. Like we'll work you 24 hours till you like are actually like passing out at work. And then after you completed your first year of like hazing, we'll make sure you get a job where you really want to be, Um, which, you know, this says a lot for this, you know, this little era. What a great way to end this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really unfortunate. Uh, yeah, definitely, like like you said, it gives me that anxiety the entire time. We've all, like, had a job like this. We're like, uh, just every single day you're like, I don't want to go to work. And Andy, like, uh-huh. really pushes through. And honestly, like, I would not have lasted as long as Andy mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh, I was cussing twins out. <laughs> you know they would have been like, get her out of the building. Not only would I not have lasted, they would have been like, take her past. Yeah. And get her out of the building. The steak was the breaking um, point for me. That was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The steak. And the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. It was all bad. And, yeah. you know, there are some cute things that they didn't really lean into. Like when you work at like Condé or wherever, you have that cafeteria and you get all those like cute things. Not like you would have any time to be there, but like they have all those things there. It's like she could have. I don't know. Poor Andy. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Andy. But she looked great. Yeah. <laughs> and and the nice thing. So I know we we ended on Meryl. I will say I really appreciated the call to Emily at the end mm-hmm. yes. and offering yes. all the clothes. Yeah. That is we know how much those clothes are and we know in a realistic world she probably would have like depopped them or whatever and like got some money. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. she she knew that meant more Emily's character actually appreciates the clothes and the status of wearing those Paris, you know, future fashion, you know, whatever collection for the year ahead. 
So I thought that was just the nicest thing. And just that was as nice as Emily was going to be able to be. Um, And you saw her kind of like well up. But I just thought that was like such a that was like a classy move for her to be like, you know, I know the situation sucks, but I'm definitely not going to I'm not trying to run with it. And I'm out of it. I'm out of the cycle. So you can have all of the extremely expensive Paris gifts and clothes. Um, And, you know, I was big of her. Yeah. No one yeah. else would do that in real life. Nobody. No. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I would have kept the bags. You know, I keep everything. I'm like, I want the tissue paper. I want the bags. I want it. it was sweet. Yeah, it's really it nice. Sweet. I love seeing like Emily like kind of smile a little bit, and she says like, "You have big shoes to fill." Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, I get what you're saying. The film should have ended right after Stanley Tucci's little. End. That was it. Yeah. That was it. It was a horror film. <laughs> then we realized that like he just goes crazy and like yeah, that was horrible. That yeah. it was unforgivable. Yeah, like to ruin. And I do think now that I've never thought about that as Andre Leon Talley. And now looking at that, it's true because we know for a good section of time he was the not as respected, extremely influential person behind a lot, behind a lot of our favorite models, behind a lot of our favorite looks, behind a lot of our favorite publications. And he just wasn't respected or credited. He was loved and appreciated. So he didn't get that in print, but he got that with like his relationships. And it was only later as he got older that people then started to give him the credit that he deserves. So I do feel like there's a lot of that, those notes within the the relationship with Stanley Tucci's character. Um, which sucks because he like if you look back he's been there he's like he was like ageless like he was there from the very beginning of fashion forever yeah absolutely absolutely but i don't know about you all but we have a little game we like to play you two like games (laughs) i love it is it called stanley tucci's glasses no but we should maybe we should do that oh my gosh like a matching game where we just have a bunch of glasses and stuff. Yeah, or we just <laughs> or we yeah. a picture of Stanley Tucci in glasses and you just say, Where's this from? There we go. There I think we I think this is a third podcast that yeah. <laughs> the one costume to rule them all. <laughs> Amazing. I get that. That's a Lord of the Rings reference. I get that. Yeah, because we're Lord of the Rings nerds. We are. I'm and you know me. I'm the opposite. I'm I I'm always a fan of the bad person. I'm a smog person. Like I don't oh, that's like fine. Okay, good. I, I'm on. I'm on team. Whatever the hobbits are on, I'm on the opposite. I'm on the Smeagol side. Smeagol. Yes, I think I really think that justice for Smeagol. I think that that character was wrong. I think everybody made it. They gaslit a poor little baby in a cave. I, I do. I think he was gaslit. I think Smog was gaslit. You cannot. The dragon was gaslit. Cannot. Yes. You cannot just come back 200 years later and be like now because our. Areas messed up. We want our old shit. No, <laughs> fire them up. Melt that gold. Melt them all. Same thing with Smeagol. Like, leave him alone. You just should have moved on. Yeah, I, I agree with Smeagol. I agree. I agree. Sad. Like, leave. You're the wrong one. He was in the throes of addiction and whatever was going on there, and you messed with him. And now you're losing fingers, and your friends are dying. And guess what? You started it, not him. <laughs> 
This is why the dragon. It's, it's sad. These movies are heartbreaking to me. These are my sad films. I'm just telling you this. I cry. These are my sad. This is why I can't do it. I'm like this justice for you know what you guys consider a villain. I consider the hero. Uh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hashtag ring two. I don't know what the hashtag would be, but I want justice for them. Uh, that was probably the funniest two minutes of my life. Um. <laughs> duly noted we will have to do a thank podcast you. with you <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right so how we play this we each take turns picking our one costume to rule them all from the film elizabeth and i will go first and then give you guys the closing moment Ooh. um my one costume rule them all was actually miranda's first costume when we see her come up the stairs well not stairs elevator sits down at her desk that purple look it's just so good. It's not that there's anything too special to it compared to like all of her other costumes, but just like that iconic vibe this costume gives off when she sits down with the glasses, like a little bit in her mouth, just like it's just everything. The energy that this costume gives off cannot be replicated for me. No, I agree. That is a good one. It it tells you everything you need to know about her in like the 30 seconds she's making her way up to her office. Elizabeth, what is your one costume to rule them all? Uh, my one costume to rule them all is Andy's final look. Because it's very trendy, but it's also very her. Which it's like, at the beginning, she was comfy. She was her, like, she was just wearing what she wanted. She was being herself, but zero appreciation or understanding of what fashion actually was in her day-to-day life. Then she goes through this these months and months of like trying to be someone she absolutely is not, but she gains an understanding and respect for the fashion industry. It's not just, it was a joke to her at first. It's not a joke to her anymore. She understands that, you know, this is the lives of thousands of people that work and run this industry and their livelihoods depend on it. And this is like, she lands in like the middle. She looks good and appreciates what she puts on her on herself every day now. It's a good point. It's also a controversial choice after our discussion over it, yeah. but I respect yeah. it. I <laughs> yes. like your reasoning behind Sorry. it. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Replace the jeans and like a different pair of brown boots and it's perfect. <laughs> uh, Blair, you are next. What is your one costume to rule them all? To Elizabeth's point earlier with her Patricia Field quote, it's the collaboration of Andy in the button-down white shirt with the black sweater over it and those Chanel double-strand necklaces that I can't find in her little, like, (laughs) Chanel tweed cap. We're seeing it all together. The kind of, we talked about the quote, the coat that was kind of, you know, the resort cruise look. I personally feel like it looks like a private school on the Upper West or Upper East Side look. Love the prep. She has the cap. I I would do it without the cap, but this look felt like a collaboration and it felt, I like a little gaudiness. I like, like, you know, I know the Coco Chanel thing is like, take one thing off. I'm more like a put one more thing on. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. felt like that, but it felt like, like unmess withable. Like people could not mess with this look because she was owning it and rocking it and stomping through, you know, to deliver what she needed to, um, with the double strand of two different Chanel uh, necklaces and then the layering, yeah. which I enjoy. Yeah, no, this is definitely one Chanel was like, we want to be thought of as youthful, 
this was where they got that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a power. It's a power look. She looks strong. She looks strong and comfortable and realistic to Andy. I think some of the other ones were definitely like Andy playing a role, as we talked about, like costumey. This one felt like she could actually wear this with her friends. Maybe take the jewelry off if you're going to like be in the streets because you don't want to like mess up the jewelry. But this would have been an Andy look. It's a masterpiece, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were to pick a favorite Andy look, it probably, I would agree with you, Blair. That's a good one. And Marie, finally, what is your one costume that ruled them all? Uh, so I don't think we talked about this one earlier, but it is, I can't tell if this is a two-piece or a, a dress, but it is the black long sleeve with the white collar. And white cuffs look that Andy wears. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so, so if it's a dress, it's like a drop waist with a pleated skirt. I just, yeah, I can't figure out if it's separate, but I feel like it's all in one. I think so. Too. When you look at the collar, yeah, it doesn't, the collar like starts where the, like the little, like, I don't know what those things are, like rivets or whatever. <laughs> well, even better if it is um, a dress since. You know, this is like a look that I have worn over the years. I feel like it is so timeless from like, you know, 1970s to 2022. Mm -hmm. You can wear whether it this is not a Peter Pan collar, but, you know, any kind of contrasting Wednesday Adams white collar over black like that, you know, from goths to preps to fashion girls. I feel like it's just a really good look. Um, and you can't go wrong. And, and, uh, you know, Blair, you, I'm sure you love that because she's wearing the long, uh, this one's a very more simple long Chanel mm-hmm. beaded necklace, but it just really tops off the entire look. So yeah, this one, this is the classier, like, like I said, the mine had too much on this. This that is Chanel the, necklace the is just yeah. <laughs> oof, <laughs> oof, rich. Yeah. This it's like, um, what's the girl in gossip girl Blair. That girl. Yeah. This Walt, is like Leo that Walter. rich New York. Yeah. Old money. Good. Good. This is a look. I love that you said Wednesday, Adam. That made me. Lo- now I love this outfit more. <laughs> the fact that you like could you know. pull the through line to win. That yes. made me happy. <laughs> I wish. I, I wonder if it's Chanel. I couldn't get info on this particular look, but uh, I don't know if it's Chanel or Prada. But it's good. We'll have to dive back in, but it's definitely a good one to end on. Um, these are all amazing looks and this has been such a fun episode i loved having you guys on so much this is so fun thank you for having (laughs) us yes this was amazing um actually when you guys had me on your podcast blair asked me you know what episode of our podcast would you recommend to listen to I would love to give you guys that same opportunity. I love Fish Netflix. It's such an amazing yes. podcast. If people were to start listening to Fish Netflix, what are some episodes you would recommend? Ooh. Ooh. We were not prepared for this. Let's think. Well, neither was okay. I, so I'm throwing it back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love... So whenever we have a costume designer on, it makes my life because one, I get to like, you know, get all of my questions answered. And then two, it's just hearing the lengths that they go through to make something look effortless. And then the special touches that we don't necessarily know. Um, I think Whitney and Adams was like a wonderful one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitney's it just amazing. Me just <laughs> delightful. It made me so happy. I got all my questions answered. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. um, I really loved um, Cynthia 
when she came on. Mm. Cause that was like a two part episode. Um, you know, she did scream and Buffy the series. So that was yes. really good. And also when Tavi Gevinson came on and did Uptown oh, Girls yes. with us, cause Uptown <laughs> Girls, I feel like it's one of those that is a little underappreciated when it comes to costumes, but there's so many good looks mm-hmm. and, you know, Brittany Murphy. Right. So, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I would also like to add one more Mars Attacks with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like people, Hello. Like people need to listen to and that, that one. one. That was again, a good one. That one was another one where we talked about like how those costumes are amazing. Oh. Yeah. It's and definitely it is, it is underappreciated beauty. Yeah. Like. yeah. And the texture of it. Like, I think that that's like the looks and the way that Mars Attacks was put together because it is retro futuristic. It has a lot of fun moments that you're you know, you're more focused on the fact that the dog has a human head and it might be somebody that I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But there are also so many like nuanced, like fashion moments and color blocking and like cool things. So I I, I love Mars Attacks. I don't think we've done another movie like that since it was like Earth Girls Are Easy was like the first one. Yes. And then we just like hit it with Mars Attacks. So that's also a great episode. Right. Well, if you need any more weird ones, Elizabeth and I are ready to go. So yeah, yes. I can't wait. Yes, we have to have you both on. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you all to listening. Um, This was such a fun episode. But Elizabeth, what are we watching next week? Spencer, we are watching the stunning, the colorful Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst. (laughs) The film that every single person on this planet has told me to see. And I've still never seen it. I think I'm the only person. So yeah, you are. Blair and Marie are making are. faces. <laughs> ab- I mean, I know I've made jokes about my Twilight, but my yeah. God, even I've seen this one. <laughs> like, I if know, you was... want a costume film, here's a costume film. Mm-hmm. When I saw the last slide that said Marie Antoinette and I knew Blair and Marie were going to be here, I was like, oh, f- shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should have lied. You should have been like, oh, love yeah. it. Seen it twice this week. It was great. Yeah. Just moving yeah. on. <laughs> no, it's good. It's also, what a treat. Yeah. You get to see, watch it now. You're with adult eyes. You get to see all the influences. Like if you would have seen it earlier, you wouldn't have seen how it influenced culture. Now you get to look at it from an educated perspective. Mm, So good mm, for you. (laughs) And also fun fact about Marie Antoinette. It came out the same year as the Devil Wears Prada. And the Devil Wears Prada lost the Oscar to Marie Antoinette. (gasps) I did not know that. Oh, mm-hmm. behind the wardrobe facts um, a week early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening. If you want to comment on all of our choices, discussions today, any slime balls or bad friend relationships or ter- toxic workplaces, leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod, TikTok, the Art of Costume. Follow our Patreon, head to our merch store. All that good stuff. And don't forget to listen to Fish Netflix. Blair, Marie, I love you so much. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit the Art of Costume Blogcast.com for all blogcast updates. 
if you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. That's sassy. It says, got it. That's sassy. <laughs> I got it. I got yeah, it. I know. That wasn't like, I approve. Like, I give, I consent. I accept. It was like, got it. <laughs>